are now listening to the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley. Welcome to episode 60, episode 60 of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. My name is Deontay Epps, joined by my ace, my best friend, my guy, Dane. How are you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. Everything going okay in Dallas land? Yeah, man. Uh, everything's pretty decent in the Big D, Pops. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> nothing new, really. Just, you know, just hanging, just hanging, making well, and hanging. It- it must be going pretty well because uh, our listeners, you know, you can't you can't see us right now. But Dane, I've never seen Dane rep a Cowboys jersey. <laughs> and if it, and if he did, it's been years ago, maybe back in our high school yeah. days. But Dane is repping. Is it a Des Bryant? Is it CD Lamb? Who you got over there, bro? This is a Sedarian Lamb a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's repping the Lamb nice. This uh, is Kevin Mill T, darling. No. <laughs> This is uh this is the the eighty eight is so iconic. Um, as you all know, the one Drew Pearson started started it all. Passed the Hall torch of Famer, on to Hall of Famer now. Hall of Famer Drew Pearson. My bad. My my apologies. Mm-hmm. Passed on the torch to the Michael Irvin, and of course, the Michael Irvin passed the torch on short lived, of course, to Des Bryant, who then was passing on to. CD Lamb. So, um, I have this jersey on uh, for one particular reason. By the time the folks get to listen to this, it will be game day. Um, it absolutely means nothing wearing it because nobody believes in juju and stuff like that. Nobody believes in superstitions and when it comes to the NFL <laughs> and stuff like that. But <laughs> for those who, who my brother's out there in your tinfoil do rags, if you have suspicions, you. <laughs> wearing a jersey on a particular day or you can't watch the game until right after the coin toss or something like that. And then shout out to you. Yeah. Just, that that takes a lot of uh, consistency and a lot of organization to maintain. So it is yeah. not me, but it is you. That's your thing. And <laughs> shout out to you. Whatever works for you. Yeah. As Dane mentioned, uh, the NFL season starts today, Thursday. As you're listening to this episode, we'll talk about the NFL season coming up. Um, but what we do have on deck is previewing or reviewing, should I say, the Big weekend of college football that we had. And man. man, first things first, bro. Up usually we get upsets like more towards the beginning, probably during conference play. You might get a non-conference upset every now and then. Mm-hmm. But to get one week one right off the bat, man, like yeah, I'll bro. go through this list from Twitter. Uh top 25 teams that lost in week one. Number three, Clemson lost. Of course, that was that was a crazy game losing to Georgia. A lot of people expected it to be not a, a defensive out. battle. Not a yeah, blowout, not bro. a defensive shootout. battle, but shootout, right, right, a, a shootout. Um, Clemson falling to Georgia. Number ten, North Carolina losing at home or on the road at Virginia Tech in a conference game. Number twelve, Wisconsin losing to Penn State. Miami getting blown out by Alabama, and we already know how Alabama is and yeah, how. Man. It's Alabama way up here at the top of the pinnacle and then everybody else under there, at least, you know, how it looked in week one. Right. And yet uh, LSU losing, number 16, LSU losing to UCLA. Number 17, Indiana getting blown out by Iowa. Number 20, Washington losing to FCS Montana. I know, Dan, you rep hard for the FCS boys with yeah, your Sam crew. There like five FCS, or I wouldn't say yeah. they were – they were upset too, but there there are five different FCS teams, if I'm not mistaken, that beat FBS teams. So that yeah. was that and was huge. The way, 
And the way you put it was great because, you know, a lot of people see it as upsets. Like, because, you know, back in the day, those games where, you know, you schedule like uh, a Montana, a team that, a uh, North Dakota State. But they, those teams, as we've seen previously, and as you yeah. know, being from Sam, like these teams are always deep in the playoffs in the FCC, yeah, FCS man. championship. Montana, North Dakota State, Sam, those guys, like they're not pushovers anymore. They're legit nah. contenders. So, Look, um, let me, let me, I mean, you can see it as an upset, I- but. As a as a Sam Houston Bearcats fan, let me tell you when I knew that the time was the time was coming when the FCS talent was going to catch the FBS. Um, well, no, no, I, I'm not even going to say that, but I knew that the FCS was going to be competitive, even when they got scheduled for those essential, you know, blowout games by the, your your Power Five programs. I remember Sam was scheduled to play A and M. I think it was it, it might have been the first game of the season. I can't remember, but we was hanging with them boys, and that was what yeah. during the Johnny Manziel era. So you know it, that was that was hostile territory as it was. But they ended up right. you know A and M ended up beating us. You know I was like fifty something to twenty eight, but them boys them boys were they were fighting. They were it was it was a dog fight out there. But to to say to add on to your point. Don't sleep on the FCS. Don't sleep on any, any of these HBCUs, and don't sleep on any of these teams that are in the FBS and are unranked. Because right. as we as we saw just a few days ago, anybody can get it. Anybody, <laughs> any given Saturday. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then to finish out the list, Louisiana number twenty three. Louisiana lost to Texas. Texas looked pretty good in their showing, but we've seen previously where Texas looks good in a week one game oh. and it falters <laughs> down the end. No hate. I'm just I'm this just, man. This man went out of his way to bring up how deceiving and deceitful uh, the TU uh, state organization has been in the past. So. Just uh, let everybody know your allegiances, Deontay. Why you're uh, why you have the mic? Big the twelve all day. Not only that, but we're Baylor, your real Baylor. That is, oh, yeah. ba- Baylor. Excuse me, sk- okay. sick him. Just- <laughs> <laughs> this guy and then uh monday night uh labor actually excuse me sunday there was mm-hmm. a great game on notre dame and florida state dane florida state it let me let me say this and this also kind of leads with uh ucla beating lsu you know ucla florida state um well nebraska's not there they're nowhere near mm-hmm. but it's great to see like those historically great programs like a Florida State, like a UCLA, put up yeah. good, you know, efforts in, in their matchups this past weekend. UCLA definitely Absolutely. with their win. Florida State competed with Notre Dame, one of the top programs. Um, like, when those teams are great, it's great for college football in general. Um, especially, you know, last weekend we talked, or last podcast we talked about, or maybe it was two podcasts ago, about, mm-hmm. you know, the legendary uh, Bobby Bowden. And to see, I think a lot of his mystique was in that game on Sunday night. And, you know, those guys fought to the end. Also with Mackenzie Milton, the uh, transfer from Central Florida. UCF, who, right? Yeah, yeah from Central Florida. Um, him coming into the game like after all he went through at Central Florida. For those that terrified. don't know, his thought, uh, what was man, the injury? Uh, he shredded his knee completely. Like yeah. knee, uh, from what I remember, I think like every it was either every bone or every ligament. It was it was completely blown out. You know, we we hear people when they're talking about sports injuries and about yeah, I blew out my knee back in high school. Like, no, no, he really blew out his knee. Um, if you're squeamish, yeah. uh, if you don't can't hold your food, I would not recommend YouTubing uh, that hate because it's you know it's <laughs> yeah. that's a lot. But 
shout out to him, bro, like coming out there because they, I mean, obviously they had to make right. something shake because the offense was just stalling, the mistake after mistake. But they I had some when, moments where the running game was, you know, they'll have a like an 80-yard touchdown, didn't get shut down like two series later. And then I, uh, I can't remember the other quarterback's name, but he'll come in and throw like an 80-yard bomb and then they'll stall mm-hmm. out. But when McKenzie was in, it was very consistent. Yes, when McKenzie Now, we had a very short, offense, small sample, very, very small yeah. sample. But he, the, the number one priority for me when he got it in, because, you know, they made it a big, not a big deal, because it is that was a huge thing that him coming in, Basically, the last time he get, saw some real action was the way that it ended. But him coming in there, I was like, man, I I really, really, really hope everything is cool because this line, that line was sus all yeah. game. So, yeah, yeah. which kind of makes you think like uh, they said, and I, I don't even have the other quarterback's name in front of me, but for Milton not to have that QB one position off the jump kind of makes you makes me wonder like were they kind of hesitant because they thought the O-line was not as you know competitive as we saw Mm -hmm. like maybe in the first half but like when he got in the game the O-line was like doing a good job like he barely (laughs) got touched he maybe he maybe got touched one two times tops in those two or three possessions he was in but for the, for the most part, they held up while he was in there. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, it's great to see those programs um, back to a competitive kind of nature. And then um, shout out to uh, our previous guest, Dane. Uh, we had KJ on a few episodes ago. Our guy, KJ, hey, who is man. the team doctor at team physician at UTSA. They had a big win upset Wide receiver at was Illinois. I don't remember dude's man. name, but dude was balling like the route running, he had a, uh, yeah. a nice little whip route. He ran, he ran like a, it was like five yard in, and he like whoop, whipped that mug right. and went back to the outside. It, it was it was clean, but he's yeah. he's gonna be fun to watch. He's gonna be fun. Right. And they put people on notice. Don't be sleeping on UTSA. Like the, the, don't do oh, yeah. Do, do. yeah don't, yeah. So one of the top you know program mid major programs in Texas for sure with UTSA big win over Illinois at Illinois, mm. and then our guy Craig, who we had on. Uh, for an episode, our former teammate at Colleen High, he's now a GA at the University of Nevada. They had a big win at Cal. Um, they they have a quarterback, Dane Carson Strong, I believe his name is his name mm-hmm. is like one of the up and coming quarterbacks in next year's class. And I watched him do like he reminds like uh, you know we throw away uh, throw out comparisons so much, yes, but he yes. re- <laughs> look you're waiting for my comparison. <laughs> I'm going to say the way he throws the ball down the field. The way he throws the ball down the field. No, he reminds me and okay, you you I'm gonna say this comparison and you're gonna be like, ew. But I'm gonna explain why. When he was coming out of college and the hype that he had, the way he can kind of sling the rock. He is a Derek Carr coming out of Fresno State because oh. and the, the reason why I say Derek Carr is because yeah, gunslinger mentality. But at the same time, he's from like he's coming out of Nevada, and uh-huh. Carr came out of Fresno State, so he's like going to be one of those slow Rogers. Unless you really pay attention to college football or like the scouts and those guys that actually pay attention, you know game-by-game basis of those quarterbacks, but he has that gunslinger mentality. So if you guys get the chance to check out, uh, check out Carson Strong, Nevada, um, he was a great uh, find and great game that he played against Cal on Saturday. 
Um, any other things that kind of caught your eye, bro, watching college football, the official week one? Yeah. Uh, hmm. I was impressed by the game has changed. We know this. The game has changed, but these guys just keep getting bigger and they keep getting yeah. faster. Like there are some legit, like freakish guys out there that shouldn't be moving as fast as they're moving, stuff like that. But um what was I gonna say? This whole time I'm trying to remember the old dude, the quarterback for his, uh Jordan Travis. That's oh, thank name, you for Florida State. Thank I couldn't you. remember. I was like, the name is escaping. I was like, wait a minute. It's because he has two first names. Uh, and I just couldn't remember which order it was. It was it Travis Jordan, Jordan Travis. Like, I don't know. But yeah, uh, Jordan Travis. So he was, I ain't going to lie. He was thinking it up. But, but you know, hopefully it's just growing pains and it gets better. Um, so, yeah. That, that, I mean, my observations from this past week in terms of college football, like I was impressed. And uh, I think I was more excited than usual. But I was, I was genuinely impressed. Um, there was a bit of a, there was a little bit of disappointment in there, uh, especially when one of your teams that you picked to go in the top four d- didn't quite make the first week out. But at the same time, it's like it's still a long season. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. For those and, of you who are you know, keeping score, <laughs> for those of you who are keeping score, uh, I assumed that Clemson was going to be in my top four or make the yeah. playoffs, but they ended up losing. Obviously, um, it was very. I love defensive games, but not like not like that. Not yeah. So it, it was it was cool. It, it was cool. Yeah, but yeah. You know, Dan, I stuff. can I, I can admit when I'm wrong, right? Do you, do you agree? Mm, depends where you're going with this. <laughs> I, look, I have my so, reservations. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> ding, ding. Proceed, brother. All right. Last podcast, um, I made some predictions in our Mm. college football top four. And I also made a prediction about a Heisman candidate that I thought was going to win the Heisman. Goes by the name of Sam Howe, quarterback for uh, UNC, North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm. And I will say that on Saturday, or no, they played Thursday night. I believe they played on Thursday night. Uh, Sam Howe did nothing to back up my argument. Of him, <laughs> <laughs> that boy and, listening to the podcast. Like I'm gonna show him. <laughs> I'm gonna show yeah, him. So don't you don't Sam you allow me? Sam Howe did not have a great game. Virginia Tech was pretty much the old Virginia Tech defense back when Frank that Beamer pick. really had those guys going. Yeah, um, they were pretty much smothering the North Carolina offense all game long. And I saw a lot on Twitter about. You know, even on the broadcast, even the before the game was starting, it was mm-hmm. Sam Howell, Heisman candidate. Sam Howell, Heisman oh, gassing that boy head up, man. And it was like the announcer jinx slash. You can even put that the podcaster jinx where mm. you annoy a guy. And like you had mentioned, I'll go back and say it. It's still early, but it's not it off is. to a great start a for the left. Sam Howell campaign. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, you know who was on my radar? Obviously. Uh, watching the games, and I really didn't. I, you know, I'm. I want to see everybody win. I want to see everybody shine, really. But it was hard to be like, you know what? That Bryce Young kid, man, he makes it look so easy, bro. He, when we talk about the intangibles and then the arm talent, 
The dude was chill. He was, to take a word on my boy Stewie's playbook, the boy was cooler than the other side of the pillow. Man. Like, he was relaxed. Nothing get to him. Obviously, you know, you know, he had pressure here and there a few times, but for the most part, that line was protecting him, so he didn't have any worries. But there was a few times where he staring down the barrel of the shotgun was getting popped. Yeah. But he's still delivering a ball, it standing in, in the there. pocket. Yeah. But, yeah, he he looks scary. That's that dude's first game, like first game as a starter, bro. Right. Against the top 15, was it 15? I think they were 15, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to say top 25 just to be safe. Versus the top 25 Miami. And we know there's, they're not the Miami of old, but still, you yeah. got to respect the, the opponents that you play, especially if they're ranked. Um, but he so balling. Can we we can call I, – I don't I don't think I've seen this, but we've talked about it, but we haven't necessarily given them this name. But is Alabama QBU? Like, I mean – Got Jalen. Could be. They got three starters starting week one with Jalen Hurts, uh, Matt Jones, Mac Jones, and Tua. Who? <laughs> Mac Jones. So, um, I don't know, man. Like, you'd be kind of hard pressed to or say do, that. Or, or do we need to you wait until we see a, how they play? I think you gotta give it a little yeah. bit more time. I think you might have to okay. give it a little bit more time. Even like two or three more quarterbacks. So, like maybe ten or fifteen years, you might be say, okay, we can see that they've consistently put out so many, you know, quarterbacks. To play in the to play in college football uh, to play co- to play quarterback at the college level is amazing. Then to consistently put out professionals is another thing. To put out starters is even more even a more better thing. So I said all that to say this: there are a number of colleges, uh, OU being one of them, that, that consistently puts out pretty decent quarterbacks. So I don't know. I'd hold the phone and I'd wait, but it's a fun discussion. It's a fun argument. Because yeah, there are so many of these programs that have a consistency or have a, a knack for just producing and developing talent in particular positions. So I think Bama, I think yeah. Bama could be there one year. I don't know if it's this year, but or the next year. But I think Bama could be in the talks for being QBU. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. It's so funny. We talked about Bryce Young, and the last time we had mentioned him on this podcast was when he struck NIL. a bunch of the NIL deals before he had even took a snap. And I was like, oh, okay, yo, you might be a real deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, man. But I don't know. Did you see that he has a podcast now under Colin Coward's podcast network? No way. Uh, Colin Coward just announced it today. Yeah, uh, the volume. Wow. Um, his podcast, the Bryce Young podcast, and he's going to talk about, I think it's going to be weekly, you know, like the breakdowns okay. of the games and, you know, pre- preparation and things of that nature. So I'm definitely going to check out um, what he huh. has to say. Um, so. And they have, I don't know if you know, they have the Inside the Garage podcast with four mm. Notre Dame players, too. I don't know if you saw that. I heard about, Which no, one, I heard about that. One is Kyle Williams, who is a Dane ball hawk, the safety from Notre Dame that held those Two crazy picks. He is one of yeah, the hosts man. of the Inside the Garage podcast. But yeah, man, I cut you Kyle, off. I thought you about to say I, something. No, you good. You good. Kyle Hamilton, but I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna check you on that. I ain't gonna. Who check did you I on say? That. Um, what did I say? Kyle Williams. Kyle Williams. Kyle Hamilton. Thank you, Kyle Hamilton. No, you good, Kyle man. You good, man. You Ball good. hog. Top five it. pick, right? I don't know if anybody's gonna take a safety that high. Um, he checking in with uh, General Homeboy. In <laughs> <laughs> my honest opinion, I got to think in terms of what the Cowboys wouldn't do because it's not something they would do. Not to say my team is going to finish you no know, in fifth place or the fifth worst team in the league, but I always have to 
think really deep, pause, and understand not only one positional value, but not overrate a player just because I like him. And I I loved the guy last year because he of his talent. But seeing some of the experts that do this for a living say that he's their you know fifth overall player on the draft board is amazing. But at the same time, it's like thinking about it historically, when's the last time we've seen a guy draft a safety, um, which is a, a position that many people or many teams undervalue or don't value, Dallas Cowboys. Um, when's the last <laughs> time we've seen a, a, a safety drafted that high in the top 10 and, you know, it, it pan out second contract and, you know, consistent and uh, a franchise guy. Not not saying I'm hating, but I, I'd, I'd yeah. love to see it because the game needs, the game needs a beast and your interior defensive line, you need now you need a coverage linebacker and you need at least two guys that are solid in your secondary, at least two minimum two. If you go back and look at every winning def- or every winning team in the Super Bowl history, you'll find a solid defensive lineman, most likely an interior guy, a great linebacker, at least one coverage guy. And then three, uh-huh. the third thing or one, two, three. Yeah. The third thing would be two great guys in, in the secondary. So I don't know. Um, we, I'd hope, much like the the running back position, I hope that that the safety position would come back into prominence because those guys do they they're the, essentially they clean up a lot of the mess that you know it gets past a lot of the guys in the front. So we'll yeah. see. I'm not going to put my hope in him getting drafted in top five because I just can't see the NFL any of these guys you know using using that their, kind of their brains exactly. So yeah, he is a talent though, top five talent, but. We'll see. Speaking of which, let me let me get your drop in here, bro. It's time for General Homeboy. General Homeboy and uh, Dane has donned me player personnel. And so in shout this segment, <laughs> shout out to Keith. Okay. Uh, <laughs> following up on something we had mentioned before, Dane, with, you know, yeah. in episode, back to episode 44, some guys to watch for the upcoming season. Um, yeah. You had Kyle Hamilton on that list, which yeah, you just Kyle mentioned. Hamilton. So you already broke him down. Another guy you had oh, was your boy from Ohio State, Garrett oh, Wilson. Oh, oh, oh. Let's just pause right there. Just let that, let that silence breathe. Garrett Wilson. <laughs> no, you got it right. You got it right. I'm just like, let that silence breathe because. Okay, but my bad. Go ahead. You say, say the rest of the names on the list before I start getting so, all excited. Yeah, so the guys that I had Justin Ross and Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels from Arizona State, Justin Ross from Clemson. Of course, we mm-hmm. mentioned how Clemson, the Georgia defense is probably, they have a lot of seniors on that Georgia defense, probably the best defense we'll see. In the you know NCAA this year, aside from maybe Bama, you there's a, a bunch of defenses, but I think what Clemson faced on Saturday, they probably won't face all year. That yeah, being said, they, Justin they Ross rebound. was non-existent. They could not protect DJ back there. It ain't all his fault. Like it ain't all Ross's yeah. fault. No one, exactly. nobody, don't know why they look at the box score, look at the stat sheet, and say, "Oh man, he's horrible receiver." Like he didn't do it. No, 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 no. Watch yeah. The tape. Yeah, Look quarterback the man didn't off have the any line. time back there. Look at yeah. the quarterback running for his life. At, right, you know, it's still it's still the first week. You know, it's still exactly. the first portion of the that. season. So we, we yeah. he's got a lot of learning to do, a lot of football left. So we we get to see this man right. develop under 
in our very own eyes. Which right. You know what? The last time it started was versus Notre Dame too. Oh yeah, in the playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah. We were just talking about Notre Dame. The last time he started was versus yeah. Because when mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Lawrence had got he got the vid or uh, whatever, and then he had to start and ended up losing Notre Dame. And, oh, sorry, just the connections between your list and my list is unparalleled. Right, right. <laughs> Take it away. And then my la- my other guy, Jaden Daniels, Arizona State. They pretty much handled Southern Utah forty one to fourteen. Kind of pedestrian numbers, but I mean, it's. I mean, they're going against Southern Utah. He probably didn't play um, much of the game. 10 for 12, 132. No touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, he's so just getting his feet wet. Close to eye, yeah. Cl- he dipped his toes in the pool and was like, you know what? I'm good. Coach, that's right. all we needed to see. So, it was one of them tune-up <laughs> Look, games, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so, Dane, you know, previously, after, you know, a couple of our episodes – we talked about the expansion and the conference mm-hmm. realignment. And Woo. since our last episode, um, I know one, and a lot of people thought the Big 12 was dead. Um, nah, but man. right now, it's as we are speaking, things are changing very rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's reports that, you know, the Big 12 has eyed four teams to come in to their conference, Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and Central Florida. And since we started recording today, it's been reported that Central Florida and Cincy have applied to Correction. or that's for, the national national champion. Central oh, Florida. national yeah, national <laughs> champion. If you guys don't know about that, look it up. Central Florida claim. What was that? Two years ago? Three years ago? Yes, at least within the last three years. Three years. Um, they cl- they went undefeated that, that one year and got left out the playoff, so they claimed themselves national champs. But Damn Central man. Florida, Cincinnati have have applied for uh, Big Twelve membership. Houston is expected too soon, and BYU as well. Um, kind of first thoughts about that, Dane, about the you know the four conference members potentially being added. So I, for one, I was excited in terms of U of H getting back to where it used to be. Uh, if you're a young cat or you just, you know, I don't know, just, you know, didn't get into sports until recently, U of H used to have some ballers. Like, U, U of H was, they were doing a damn thing back in the day. So to see them, uh, to see my my Cougar fans uh, to come back into the limelight, it, it'd be kind of huge. But for the state of Texas, at least for me, it's a pretty good thing. And finally, people putting respect back on their name because there's a lot of talent a lot of talent out of these institutions here in the state of Texas, but most importantly, yeah. the, the Houston does a really good job of recruiting. Um, and yeah. you'll see that if you haven't seen that already, I mean, there's been tons of players um, drafted out of U, out of U of H in the past few years. So they, to see them get to come back or get to go back into prominence is a pretty cool thing. Even if it you know doesn't happen, it's just the idea of them being super, super, yeah. super relevant again. So what about you? What were your first thoughts? <laughs> Man, my first thoughts, I know we had mentioned like the alliance, our last episode with the uh, yeah. Pac-12, Big Ten, ACC, the thing that I, you know, I'm a Baylor grad. And so the first thing I'm thinking of is how we can potentially not be in a part. Po- <laughs> well, personally, I was scared that, you know, Baylor was going to get left out as far yeah. as not being in a power five conference. And you know, at least for the time being with this agreement with these schools coming in, you know, it's not going to be up there with the SEC, the right. Big Ten, you know what I'm saying? But we're still among 
above those group of five. It's still uh, a reputable conference. Don't get it twisted. It's still a reputable conference. So all you casuals out there, you know, dissing anybody that isn't in a SEC or anything like that, and you need to check yourself because the South got something to say. Yeah. South got something to say. It's still, I still expect a lot of more, you know, movement as far as, you know, yeah. the musical chairs of conference realignment and stuff. And, you know, we still got <laughs> Texas and Oklahoma still in the Big 12. So now mm-hmm. the, the question is with these four when. schools coming in, when, when and how will this affect when Oklahoma and Texas eventually go to the SEC? So that's some, you know, things to keep an eye on. Definitely happy that the Big 12 seems to have survived. Again, another round of realignment where it mm-hmm. seemed like they were going to get the deuces. <laughs> deuces. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, you're listening on Thursday, which means tonight is Cowboys versus Bucks. Dane's ripping the, you know, the yeah. uh, dead, or excuse me, CD Lamb. I mean, essentially, jersey. it is a dead jersey. It's an 88. Yeah. Dad's always 88. got a special place in my heart. He's 88. Oh. 88 for life. Dan, you know what we should tell the listeners? You know, the What's Broncos that? play the Cowboys this year, November 7th. No, wrong. The Cowboys play the Broncos. Okay. Anyway, the Broncos and the Cowboys are going to play in Dallas. Dane and I are going. It'll be Dane's first game in uh, the new state. Is it your first Cowboy game in person? This is my first professional game, period. First. Wow. So I've been this is a, a great. I've been in that stadium three different times. No, four different times, all for high school championship games. I've never been for like a uh, professional game. This will be my first. So I've, I've never been. Clap it up for Dane. <laughs> Look, so if you wanna if you really wanna thank somebody or put the blame on somebody, uh you could thank uh egghead number one here, Deontay and egghead number two, <laughs> my little brother, JB three. Uh, they're the ones we that peer pressure me into like into we had to do it, bro. Broncos, uh, Cowboys, we gotta we we gotta we gotta look, don't don't we have a bet? I can watch the the Denver Broncos get their asses kicked on TV from the comfort nah, of my own bro. home, less than mm. twenty miles away from the stadium. Y'all heard that right? So. We, go, we got bragging rights on the line, yeah, we, but we got, I think, we got we got more than bragging rights on the line, brother. Yeah. I don't even remember <laughs> what we bet. What do we bet? A jersey. We bet it. Uh, we bet one of these. In fact, <laughs> in fact, your boy is so confident. I have two bets on the line. One with this guy here, the the other one my little brother. Uh, who's a Broncos who fan? Who was also a, a hopeless yes. Broncos fan. But he lost the yeah. bet last year. The bet that we had last year was which receiver would do better, C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. And, I, yeah. and of course, C.D. Lamb had the better year, even though he was playing with, you know, four different quarterbacks. Anyway, the bet this year that I have my brother is that who's going to be better, you know, who's going to uh, finish in the – I believe either who's going to be better or who's going to finish higher in the defensive rookie uh, race would it be – one Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons or Patrick Sertan. Or Patrick Sertan. Okay. So, and I and here's the thing: I absolutely love Patrick Sertan. Like that's why I wanted the Cowboys to pick. And I absolutely you hate, love you, Jerry. You sent a hate text to me right when we drafted Sertan. Yeah, I, I was never pissed. Oh, I was pissed because like I was like, we got to try out freaking Anthony Brown out there to to try to defend Mike Evans. Like, come on, poor bro. Like, poor, poor Anthony Brown, man. Yeah, bro. So. And, and it, so yeah, but yeah. I I love I love Patrick Tane. Like his his tape was awesome. He has obviously obviously NFL bloodlines, and he was just a certified 
dog. So yeah, you know, y'all got a good one, man. Hopefully, whenever his rookie does up, y'all drop the ball on nope. that. He can come nah, nope. fly his way over to Dallas, sign hey, that contract Chant, and Frisco. Future, future and Champ Bailey, bro. He gonna hold it down with the franchise for yeah, a minute. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I was gonna mention, they and I are gonna have to do something really cool for the pod. Maybe go on uh, Instagram Live on the Duo oh, SNS oh. podcast. Something cool, man. We gotta think of something cool to do for the, for the okay. people that listen and tune in. Um, but yeah, season preview. Who are you know? We'll, we'll just do. Last time we did division winners and playoff teams. Well, let's just do playoff teams, bro. In your, okay. your AFC, NFC, and then we'll Ooh. just go Super Bowl. That's tough. Okay, you know, I kind of threw um, that on you. Yeah, you did, but it's all good. Um, we're professionals. This is what we do. Okay, <laughs> so well, we got one extra playoff spot, right? Yes. Okay. Seven. Um, so seven spots. Look, while you looking, I'm pu- I'm pulling up the stand. Oh so no, I'm see. I'm thinking off the top of my head. Like I ain't even go- I'm not even gonna use the interwebs. I'm just gonna go straight off the top of the dome. Pause. <laughs> my man. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh hmm. You don't have to give me a record, just you could just say who you, your playoff team are. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. In no particular order, AFC, my top seven who will make who will make the playoffs. Um Going with the Kansas City Chiefs, I got the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, the Chargers. Um, huh? So you need a uh, you need an AFC South team. I need an AFC South team. Titans, Colts, Jags, and here's the thing: the Titans and the Colts they have an amazing defense. You know what? Colts put them. and Titans. Bam. So, okay, I got to put on, guys. Colts, Titans, okay. That's seven uh, right there on the AFC. Yeah, my so seven. you got your AFC. So, NFC, I'm going to go with, obviously, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, this one's tougher than the AFC. I'm going to go with the Seahawks is number two. Uh, number three, I'm going to throw the cards in there. Mm, so you got uh, three teams out of the NFC West. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I missed you. I was like, wait. I was like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> South, I was like, when did they realign? The yeah. My bad. Uh, My bad. Oh, you good. You good. You good. You good. You good. Um, let's go with. I'm trying to avoid the NFC East into the last one, so I'm trying to. So you got listen. NFC North. Uh, let's go with the Packers. The three more teams to pick. Um, let's go with the Vikings. And that leaves me two spots. So let's go. And you still need to pick an NFC East. Yeah, I'm gonna say that one for last. Uh, <laughs> hmm. No, not the Falcons. That's no God, no. That's not happening. <laughs> uh, the Let's Niners. Nah, it's too many. The Rams. Rams. Eh, uh, uh, let's go with uh, let's go with the Panthers. I'm, I'm gonna get the Panthers coming out of there, Paul. Mm. And my last spot. I'm going with the Jinx. Let's have a repeat. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Repeating <laughs> division champion with the Washington football team, which has not so happened since Cowboys 2004. Make it. Oh no no no! 
Uh, this is this is not this is not the game oh. we're playing here. Oh, the game here, the game here, the game here, the game here, <laughs> the game here is to state the unobvious answer. That way, the obvious possibly happens. See, my y'all, brothers y'all that have Dane, the, y'all hear Dane's logic. <laughs> see, my brothers out there with the tin foil do rags, they understand where I'm coming from. Because if I, if obviously, if I say the Cowboys are going to make it, yeah. the Cowboys are not going to make it. So I'm going to go with the consecutive division or NFC East division champs. The Washington, which hasn't, which hasn't been, we haven't had a repeat champions in like, like in eight years. Yeah, yeah it's just, <laughs> and people say, "Oh, it's just a very competitive division." Like, no, it's not. This is probably one of the worst divisions <laughs> in football. Please, Cowboy fans, uh, Washington that, football fans, eight, Giant eight, nine fans, nine wins, you're good. Yeah, yeah, like stop it, stop with the delusions. We are not a competitive, <laughs> not a competitive division. It just so happens that we suck so bad equally that no one's been able to muster up the strength to do it two years in a row. So, yeah, sorry. The burst of bubble, but that's just the way it is. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. What about you, Deontay? What you got for me, man? Go ahead, hit, hit me with All the right. facts. I, I got the cheat sheet. I just got the teams in front of me, so I won't forget. Um, AFC. No I'm top of the dome. No, no. You run a sports no. podcast, just, man. Just, just, just for time. time hey, Deontay, Deontay, you should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> just, just look, just for time purposes. Okay, uh, okay I got, okay. I got Deontay. Buffalo. Okay, which one? Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, Copycat. Tennessee, Copycat. Chiefs, Chargers, Copycat. Broncos. All right, so one of those things does not belong, but we'll talk about that later. All right, Broncos NFC. belong. NFC, <laughs> we're gonna go Cowboys. This mother Packers, Bucks, Rams. Oh, I can't. Seahawks. Can you, can you do that? I can't do the put. I can do this, <laughs> but I can't do the. I can't make this finger stay like that. And this. Yeah. And I'm not trying to flick nobody off. I'm just counting. All right. <laughs> and then. I need how many more? Two. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. You're, yeah I said <laughs> I said Rams, Seahawks. Mm hmm. I said Bucks. Mm hmm. Said Cowboys. I said Cowboys, and I said Packers, so that's five. Mm-hmm. That's five, so two more. Give me... Pause. The Niners. Okay. And the Vikings. Wow. Oh, okay. So I'm going to hmm. have to come back and re-listen re, uh, to the pod so I can write it down later. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll, let the, we'll let the listeners hold us accountable. Uh, yeah. Chalking up these L's. Let, let's, let's revisit this, uh, what is it, week Nine or eight, right? Halfway through, <laughs> partially halfway through. Since we have, well, yeah. no, there's eighteen weeks because week ten or something. By. Okay, bet, 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 bet. Uh, and then Super Bowl, I'm gonna go. <laughs> go Chiefs. Okay. I'm not going Bucks. Going Chiefs Rams, bro. Ew. Chiefs Rams. Trusting Matt Stafford, then, huh? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Here? Going, okay. We're going with Stafford with a, with a defense over there. Chiefs, Rams, and I'm going to give it to the Rams. Okay. Um, pause. I'm going to go what I wanted to happen last year. I wanted the Packers and the Chiefs. I'm going to go with that this year. Packers Ooh. and Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers' last hurrah, Super Bowl? The last dance. The, Packers? the last the dance. La- oh, oh, you mentioned that on a previous podcast, too. I did. Well, there you have it. Dane has Chiefs Packers. I have Chiefs Rams. So we'll see how we do. Now it's time for. <laughs> 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 
this guy. Nerd news segment sponsored Shout by our guy. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> so, Keith. this is going to be a spoiler-free quick thoughts because Dan has not, <laughs> Dan has not watched uh, Shang-Chi yet. Um, I have watched Shang-Chi. And it's on the list first of things to do, man. Yeah, first of all, before we get, before I talk a little bit about the movie. Let me Edward, ask you a question. <laughs> before yes. you get started, where would you rank this in terms of it being an origin story? Like, I mean, obviously, putting you on the spot here. But if you had yes. to honestly say, like, my list of top three origin stories or my list of top it's fives, top, it's top three. Okay, good, good. Deal. It's top I, three, heard, and okay. I and I yeah, and I will say it's top three. Before I get to that, um, okay. it was a lot riding on this movie. I think one of the Marvel executives has said it's an experiment because of what they're basing it off of as far as numbers because this is like the first big uh mcu movie since the pandemic that's not going to a streaming platform like Mm -hmm. you know like with black widow we had a choice of a theater or on disney plus well this is the first movie that came out exclusively in theater so a lot was riding on the numbers based on if other projects were going to get pushed back and shang chi broke a lot of records as far as um labor day weekend numbers one of Mm -hmm. the top movies that you know, since the pandemic has, you know, been affecting movie theaters. So it's 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 done really well. And rightfully so, because Dane, I I think it's a top three MCU origin story. Okay. And I won't get into spoilers or not, but um man, just how the MCU continues, and I think I mentioned this before, how the MCU continues to bring in characters that mm-hmm. we don't know much about unless you are a diehard comic book fan that knows about these characters since, you know, you nerd been born. Basically a nerd. Sorry. This is our nerd segment. So you, we're nerds too. But if you haven't been like in comic books since forever, then you can, you're like, you're not really familiar with a Shang-Chi or the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know, these characters that we don't really or aren't really familiar with and mm-hmm. bringing in a character like Shang-Chi, um, new environments. I will say this, and I'm not really, Dane, an anime kind of guy, and I feel like the way they brought in, like, the fantasy, it's a a, a spectacular fan, fantasy movie as far as <laughs> The elements, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to be spoiler free here. The elements and stuff that they I appreciate, I appreciate your consideration. Yes, yes. The elements and stuff that they added into it, and people that have seen the movie can kind of, you know, back me up on this. But overall, awesome. bro, it's top three. I put it behind as far as origin story. I mm-hmm. put it behind Black Panther because I don't. I, just mm-hmm. because Black Panther Iconic. is Black Panther, I'm being biased as far as how much we love Chadwick and the, what mm-hmm. it was to see us being you know, black people and seeing a black guy on screen as a superhero. I mean, we've seen Blade before, but we were little, you know, when Blade came out to see see it as an adult, to see, you know, the impact that it had on the culture. I feel like Black Panther will always be one for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But Shang-Chi is like right there. 
right behind Black Panther to me. Um, mm-hmm. And then overall, the performances from all the characters were great. It was a lot of great surprises in the movie that, you know, the trailer cr- tries to mislead you on. Um, but overall, man, I have great, great thoughts on Shang-Chi. I'll probably give it an 8 out of 10. Um, hmm. And I'm sure Dane will probably get to watch it at some point, probably before the next episode. But I think you would really enjoy it, Dan. <laughs> I know I'm um, going to enjoy it. Yeah. And it's like, and we already knew it was like the MCU, like Bruce Lee. And it yeah. it's exactly that. It's exactly the fight scenes, incredible. The hand-to-hand combat, incredible. Like the scene that you see in the trailer on the bus, that's just partial of what the entire scene was. And I was I say, that's only part of the ass kicking. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, not the full ass like, kicking, just a crumb. Yeah. Yeah, man, but yeah, definitely check out Shang-Chi if you haven't already. And uh definitely the post credit scenes as always. Make sure you stay for the post credit scenes. How many? There's one always or two, two post credit scenes, one mid credit, one right after. Um one I mean they're both important. They're both for the future, so I'll just leave it at that. Um oh. but overall, Shang-Chi was great and amazing. I'll rate it, I'll rate it the sec my second favorite um e- MCU origin story behind Black okay. Panther. Okay, yeah. I can get down with Does that. Black Panther, Black Panther counts as an origin story, even though we had saw him in Civil War, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. But there are my thoughts on that. Dane will check it out soon, and he, I'm definitely going to ask him on next episode. I will give you all my thoughts whenever I watch yes, this movie. All the thoughts. All the thoughts. <laughs> but did you happen to catch What If, the new episode, episode five? I also did not watch that, so I do not plan. I did watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> so we have yeah. we have no content. What you think, bro? <laughs> no, I watched it. Man, I had no idea how they were going to do it. I know that I'm not familiar with the uh, zombie thing. Oh yeah, spoiler alert! Hella spoiler. spoiler. I'm not at all familiar about the comic book runs that they've had uh, with uh, the feature or the right. plot device of zombies. So I didn't know how they were going to do it how these were going to come about and the it's impressive to me just the plot armor in some of this stuff like so many people obviously spoil it um so many people died that i just did not anticipate well, yeah. dying because i don't know if they're actually dead but some people they got bit and turned into zombies like i had no idea. i was like there's no way they're gonna make that happen and then lo and behold the biggest, but the biggest disappointment to me of that episode was Vision. Yeah. You waste of vibranium. <laughs> yeah, Vision was on some uh, relationship type uh, that, for my for well, my girl. He was on some psycho stuff like, yeah, no, nah, that, that, yeah, he was out of line, way out of pocket. They should have turned his ass into a Sprite can or something because he, <laughs> he was... He was doing the most. Um, right. I think uh, for sure it reminded me of, well, you know, we've seen a lot of zombie shows and movies. Uh-huh. One thing that comes to mind was The Walking Dead for me. Um, there's a bunch of of uh, zombie movies I can think of, but I guess it's because they, these guys are superheroes, obviously, but these were some strong ass zombies, bro. Like Straight up. It was like they smart but dumb. Cause how the hell you know how to operate uh that wingsuit uh Falcon Zombie? Like how the yeah, hell does that work? Like, come right. on, bro. Like yeah, they're, are y'all stupid or are y'all smart? Like what is the Right, because you know, when <sighs> technically from what we've seen from previous zombie stuff, like 
their mm. brain is like shut down, right? It's just like they're they're literally dead. It's, it's smooth. It's smooth over. Right. right. So it's like the living dead. So like you had mentioned, like Falcon flying, Cap using the shield, um, man. Iron Man blasting, like Wanda. Very, it, right. So those kind know. of elements, I guess it's just like <laughs> an MCU know. thing. And I don't know if it goes back to how it was in the comics for the zombie mm. run. Um and then another thing that I thought about, you know, with a lot of the episodes, like when we're watching this series, we always are brought back to the question is how is it connected or if it connects? And with this particular episode, I don't know how or if it will. And like we still don't have a, a lot of answers for mm-hmm. this episode and other episodes where they will connect to the bigger MCU. I think it's just another one of those snapshots of uh own its own reality pocket of you know a timeline or a scenario where it went mm-hmm. it went bad. So one of the things that I caught on to, or hopefully I'm not making this up in my head, when they first pulled up to New York in that little bus or whatever it was, was that the same spot from I Am Legend where he had got hung up by the uh by the little zombie undead dude? Um I know what you're talking about. Like when they first pulled up, I took a script. I mean, I took a picture of it when I was watching it, obviously. But I want to say that might have been the same spot that they had uh, visited during I Am Legend. I thought that was cool because, mm-hmm. of course, I Am Legend has, I don't think they were called zombies in I Am Legend. They're like called undeads or something like that. Um, but essentially, you get bit by, well, most people, when they got bit by those things, they turned into that thing, except for people who had a particular uh, gene. Yeah, something that there was something, something biologically going on with their body that prevented them from turning like everybody else. So that was kind of cool. If that is the case, I'm not sure if it is. I'd have to revisit it. If anybody else knows I'm talking about, or I'm just blabbering at this point, I apologize. But yeah, the whole Scott thing, the Scott Lang thing, that's kind of weird, creeping me out. Like I was kind of like, there's no place (laughs) for this, but at the same time, this is so Paul Rudd. Like, right? I, I can imagine him like in the in the writers' room, like. Guys, you know it'd be really awesome if I was just a head. Just and then a head. Like, like what and are then you at the end about? you can at the end you can give me a cape. <laughs> yeah. And I can be a, a head with a cape. Yeah. And like, yeah. So You know it's funny know. for back to back to back episodes, or excuse me. Well, episodes three and five deal with mm-hmm. the Ant Man family. You know, three was ah, Janet Van Dyme and or Hope Van Dyme affecting mm-hmm. that timeline. This one as well mm-hmm. with uh, Janet. You know, when uh, Hank Pym went to go get Janet in Ant Man two, how that affected it. Um, yeah, man, it's it's. I mean, I, I I enjoyed the episode, and like we always say, it's mm-hmm. interesting to see a different pocket, a different reality universe of yeah what you know what could have been and so i'm still waiting for that tie-in of how because i I don't think marvel would just throw this series in there without not or without a connection to what we're already seeing in the mcu i'm waiting for that connective tissue we got a i think we got a little bit of it last episode with uh dr strange and maybe a connection to Spider-Man No Way Home, but I'll wait to see on that. But. Okay. Well, yeah. the jury is still out on that one. I, myself, being the uh, conspirator that I am, or conspiracy <laughs> nut that I am in terms of the MCU, 
I think it's all this stuff we're going to see on a live action someplace, some shapers, at least one of these timelines we're going to see connected to the live action world. There's no way that you put in all this work for it to just to be like, all right, it's canon, but it's not canon. So enjoy. So I think one of these timelines is is going to be fleshed out, um, hopefully. But yeah. So, yeah. Do you think we're going to get another episode where it connects to one of the previous episodes or no? I think we're going to get. I, I think we are because I'm going off. Of, OK, I'm going off of trailer footage and we know how the MCU feels about trailer footage. But there is a clip mm-hmm. um, where T'Challa, Star-Lord T'Challa, uh, Gamora, uh, Captain Carter are all in New York. That same shot that we see from the first Avengers where they're all doing a little spinny first when they do their first little meetup. That Zero shot lineup. is right. That's that shot is in the trailer. So I think we're going to get a team up at some point because I think it's going to go back to the timeline where there's no Avengers where the D- Avengers died. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury is going to go get the guard. Well, the Guardians of the Multiverse. You know, the mm. Star Lord. I, I think that's that's our connective tissue as far as the series goes. But I don't know how that's going to connect to the bigger, bigger MC. Muy interesante. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll. I guess only we, time will tell, right? Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. We shall <laughs> see. But as we close on episode sixty of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast, we like to give our respects to the great Michael K. Williams who. Passed away this week. Um, if you watch The Wire, this guy's performance, and he, of course, he was in a lot of other great, great shows where his character took over the screen. Yeah. Uh, Michael K. Williams, he was Omar in The Wire, if you didn't know. And Dan, you put me Omar on The man. Wire. Um, yeah, iconic performance and uh, iconic, even the man. And like I, and I hate this. It's always times after you know great people pass that we kind of look back and like, dang man, this guy was really, really great from top to bro- yeah, great from top to bottom. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of clips came out of you know how he like him speaking in interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the window piercing um, stuff. J- yeah, 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 the window pierce one, and then I saw another one. I guess it was like a little. I don't know if it was a commercial or like mm-hmm. a like a little spot of him playing like it's him a couple times I, mm-hmm. but basically him saying he got out of like if he didn't get out of New Jersey he'd be you know dead or in jail you know and him basically saying to himself yes I made it and then the other him said are you sure and from Man. what the reports are saying how he passed and I'm not going to mention it here but it's kind of tough to see that kind of uh Video and things like that. So, just yeah. rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. Day. Any any thoughts on on what he brought to the screen? Right. We uh we appreciate the talents that you shared with us. Uh, you are an extraordinary, beautiful human being, and never got the opportunity to to meet you or anything like that. But from what your colleagues and even relatives say about you, uh, was pretty impactful. Um, appreciate the work that you left behind. And man, like, uh, rest easy, G. Rest yeah. easy, man. And said it better. Go go back and watch The Wire, y'all. I, I've seen a lot of people talk about they never watched The Wire. Mm. They thought it was born. Man, watch get, The Wire. Get past the, the greatest first two or three episodes, yeah. you'll be fine. Just yeah, get, and not to say that those episodes are boring, but it just they drop you like right in the middle of what's going on, which is impressive yeah. in its own right. But it you can tr- it's an HBO flick, like it's yeah. an HBO show, so you can trust it. It's 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 high quality. 
Yeah. But he also was in uh, uh, Lovecraft Country. Chalky White. Chalky, and he was in, Chalky, um, yeah. what was it, Boardwalk? Is it Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, Empire. Yep. Yeah, I okay, never watched so, it, but he was in that too. So yeah, I need to, I need to get on that. So yeah, it, I mean, very, very iconic. One of the most iconic characters that we've seen, period. Uh, yes. The, the character he's portrayed. So his, his, his art obviously will inspire plenty of people and, you know, just, it sucks, man. But at the same time, it's, that's all part of life, man. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, man. Rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. Yeah, go check out the wire. Dan, you remember when you sent me the wire? Yeah, all your d- look, this how old, back look, we're about day. to age ourselves real quick. <laughs> so back <laughs> I had I watched the wire, obviously. Um I forgot. I got season one and season two for Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. But this is when I first mm-hmm. got on it. My Uncle Brian, shout out to my Uncle Brian, he put me on the wire when I was maybe in middle no maybe in middle school, maybe high school, but I was like, ah, eh, I, I can't I can't get into this. And then I finally picked it back right. up my freshman year of high or high school, freshman year of college. And I was like, man, I gotta own all of these DVDs. Now I bought the box and yeah. I still got it. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. Deontay, you gotta you gotta watch this show. Yeah. So this is how old and we I are. I do not regret the it. D- right. I sent the DVDs because it was all five seasons. <laughs> I sent all five the entire box set. I sent it to this dude in the mail, bro. Like that's mm-hmm. how that's how Crazy it is like now it'd it be synonymous to me, like, hey man, here's my login information. Go ahead and check it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't have, look, we didn't have like back then. I don't know, this is really back in, our day. back in our day. Netflix wasn't streaming, okay? It, yeah. it was straight DVDs. Like, you went online, yeah. you selected how many DVDs you wanted, and they sent you the DVDs. Like, yeah. that's how it worked. And then, of course, the streaming came along, yeah. and yeah, but before um, Redbox, too. Yeah, bruh, mm-hmm. man. Shout out to Blockbuster yeah, one time, but yeah, man, that's that's man. that's how old we are, bro. Old and washed. Uh, yeah, man, <laughs> old and washed. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Michael old. K. Williams, man. Episode sixty of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. We appreciate appreciate you tuning in. If you are still here listening to us as well on YouTube as well, don't forget to subscribe. Also on Apple, give us those five stars and a great rating. And you can catch out uh, us on episode sixty one of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. We are...